Hi, I'm Cornell. I'm Glenroy. And I'm Kareem. And welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where three hair-whipping, heel-strutting Jamaican queens talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're, <laughs> <laughs> We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. <laughs> Cornell, you have your you have it pulled up. And the face of Cornell it was like, oh I bet you thought you Cornell's like rude. At least I was prepared, so I mean, I can. <laughs> you done? Oh, so, day 1000 in the Rona. Ooh. What's tea? Mm. What's going on? What's tea? Well, you kind of seem busy that week, yeah, so I'm not, I have no for report because my, the response time to message them did slow up from an <laughs> one or. Well, you know, my phone lip on the last lap, so I'm going to get back my new one. Um. But besides that, what was I doing this? Oh, it's the finals week. It's the final week of my class. So I had multiple students reaching out to me about, um, and other like administrators reaching, to, reaching out to me about people that are graduating and prioritizing their grades and trying to figure out if they're in good standing. So I had a bunch of um, meetings with students. That was like, we're just a guilt grade. I'm like, look, just submit to your up because honestly, it's not that deep. It's never that deep. Just submit what you have. I'll grade them no penalty, and we'll keep it moving. Because honestly, I, if me for big like me, this big bag, big big bag professor upon them, it now go, it not be hypocritical. Because honestly, I've been going through my own shit with Miss Rona, so I can't even act like you know I I'm able to pull it together. So she'll so be able to do it too. <laughs> um, besides that, um, yesterday not yesterday. Was it yesterday? We had a little thing for my grandfather. So we oh. were on Zoom. The whole family was there. It was happy. It was sad. It was just like a roller coaster of emotions. His only living sister kind of lost it. So it was kind of, you know, painful to, to watch her. Mm -hmm. that, that reality. So, I mean, but so far the family's handling it well. It's, we're looking forward to being able to do like a memorial for next year and all of that. So. Yeah. Oh, and happy Mother's Day, Glenroy. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, just happy Mother's Day. I've actually been getting a lot of happy, a couple of happy Mother's Day messages, none from my children yet. Um, but, I'm like, <laughs> but a couple of um, Mother's Day messages. Um, and I was, like, I was pleasantly surprised by them. Although my mother, because I actually got her these plants and like a fish um, from this girl, Rashida. So Rashida, um, she's a fish farmer in Jamaica, right? So... She likes to switch to people and stuff like that. And um, it's one of my personal faves. So I'm like, oh, girl, you have this bundle. And she didn't tell me to say them done, but she found one for me. I was like, thanks, girl. Anyway, so make a surprise. Mom, I don't know, with the fish and the plants. And so because mommy love our plants and she have a little vineyard up her yard and everything. Get a message this morning. May I, go, may I go look for mama, which is her grandmama, grandmother. And I was like, so, but what about me? <laughs> What about my plans for you? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a, it was going to be a surprise. Cause she love, my, my mother is very passive aggressive. So she loves throw out the facts, say, I don't spend that much time with her. And even when I was living with her, like my heartless year. So I was going to, you know, make a point of spending all of the, uh, well, not all, but because I was going to go after this, but spending the day with her. But as usual, she make plans. I'm never going to just live with it. So there's that. But for me, so I've moved. I'm in a new space. I'm really happy for that. Um, and, you know, my different groups of friends, never, never like multiple circles, you know, but my different groups of friends have been coming over, made a nice little swarming gift, like over the pandal coffee, the fucking chance from JV. Wait, 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 not sure. Hey, the fans, you know, the fans is fun them. Yes. Oh, I know those, yeah. Like AC when she blow. Yeah, yeah. So I get one of them. So my friend of my come through for me and so and I did it, you know, my little shopping to kind of make it my own. And like my hope is that I'll have this for as long as possible so that where wherever I go next, that's my final stop. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, it's been a bit 
hectic because of that with work and everything. But what has been keeping me entertained is the online feud between Shibada and Quincy, a.k.a. Batman. Now <laughs> stops to move around. You know, stops to move around because it's funny, right? It, now you're at well, who win Glenn, right? I mean, so they're taking different approaches because Shibada, interestingly, in my estimation, is taking this um, above-it-all approach and... Batman have the time. Batman have the time and the energy. See the nine night keep there and Batman say, she'll come in our veil mostly today or tomorrow, whenever the funeral or the day they had a keeper or whatever. So it's pure excitement. So from on the gimmicks alone, Batman and also the, the views, because Batman has been getting a steady 5,000 views and last night he get over 13,000. So mm. it, it's interesting to kind of see, but what's also interesting for me is to kind of see the responses are the kind of space that a Batman and a Shibata have been able to take up over the years mm-hmm. and, what the, and, and, and the kind of visibility that we get from that and how that slowly kind of pushes the needle forward. Because in my view, it's, it, I get like them, they make the difference at the end of the day. Um, or they are rather people who are willing to be visible. And it's usually the people who have had certain experiences, not nothing for lose, quote-unquote. And so them just own who they are unapologetically. And they've been able to kind of take up space. Like the fact say a Batman can depend alive with a Shensia. That's huge in my estimation, right? Um, that, that, that's a moment. So my definitely excitement because at the end of the day, and that's going to give the little, little acceptance because if they can accept Batman. And not just because, and, and to clarify, Batman would represent the kind of stereotypical gay man. Um, or, or I don't know if Batman identifies as a woman, but the stereotypical queer person. And if Batman can get a kind of acceptance, then you think about the people who kind of position them, position themselves away from the Batman stereotype. Then we get they will kind of get their own forms of acceptance too. So you know, shall I break mold enough for them own cute and indigenous way? I'm there for that excitement. <laughs> How about your corner? How you been doing? Anyway, right. wait for me. <laughs> I mean, before I, I, I talk about me, I, there are two things. So first of all, I'm distracted by the Lubrider bottle in your background, but you have good taste, so more power to you. <laughs> but also, you over there inviting people over, are you at all concerned about uh, is implicating yourself for is having sh- people over? I know, I know, I, I, oh. I, I know, I'm just saying you have good taste. <laughs> but you said you're inviting people over. What if, you know, mixed up fullness cares about you breaking the isolation rules. Well, I'm not breaking anything, actually. So the rules say that you must social distance in public, you must wear your mask in public, and that you must not have more than 10, there should be no gathering of more than 10 people. So people coming over to help me unpack and, and stuff like that doesn't break the rules. And precaution, I take place, I sanitize, and I rub and so. So there's no rule breaking. And at the end of the day, um, I get, the importance of physical distancing and, and all of that, but we also recognize the kind of impacts that have on us as human beings. And I feel like it's about managing all of it. So I don't, I, I really have not left my house since I've moved here, except for trips to the store or to get stuff for the house, right? And, and one or two trips. So the one or two people who come for two seconds and treat it. Me don't think it I go do that much. Considering to me, gen- me basically, I'm even more isolated than I was before when I was living with my parents. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what did I do this week? I, I started. I'm doing a grading position for the summer. Um. So it's nice to have some opportunity for employment. I had said the last time that I ordered some books. Right, so I, or I finally ordered my own copies of the Harry Potter books, which have been a really great, like, escapist fantasy situation. But I also got, one of the books I got is called I Don't Want to Die Poor by this author who's a black gay man from somewhere in the state. No, he's from Houston, actually, because he makes it a point to tell people that he comes from the same city as Beyonce. But he wrote a um, New York Times bestseller called I Can't Date Jesus, Love, Sex, and Family, Race, and Other Reasons I Put My Faith in Beyonce. In any case, the current book is just talking about like the experiences of having to go through student loans and freelancing work and stuff. And considering everything that's going on with the pandemic right now, it's putting things in perspective for me how precarious employment and finances and savings um, 
is for so many folks, particularly those who are just going to be graduating. So I've primarily been reading. Um, oh, I ordered peanut parts the other day. It was so good. Um, <laughs> it was very satisfying. So I don't that. drink any porridge, but you know, when I used to drink porridge, peanut porridge was my favorite. So big up I thought y'all were making porridge and stuff. We were, but there's, there, there was this one place that does a really good peanut porridge for breakfast, and I wanted to jump on that. Mm. Um, they also have really good soup, so yeah, I'm going to order their red pea soup. <laughs> okay, so for our Mother's Day special of the Fish Tea Podcast listeners, we have the very, uh, a very, very special guest. You know, we've spoken about her so much on different episodes of the podcast, and many people have actually are actually interested in in, in hearing from her and uh, and you know hearing her story. So, welcome. I feel weird. I call it just by her first name. I can't just put him in Spanish just for that moment here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't call. I can't call her mother just by her first name. Welcome, Miss Sylvia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the lovely Kareem's mother. We are so so happy to have you. Hi. Thanks. <laughs> oh gosh. So we hear you're a big fish tea fan. How has it been for you? Oh my God. It opened my high toilet in which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all oh, the lunch money did go. but but, but it's something refreshing okay something refreshing you have your child and they can outright talk stuff Mm -hmm. it's good okay so would you kind of encourage other parents and mothers of like queer people to listen to fish tea as well yes Mm -hmm. i would because um sometimes the kids don't come to us to certain things that they're going through Mm And listen when they talk about it, it's eye-opening for me because I didn't know Karim was ridiculed so much. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know. And I was one of those mother who, at some other time, part of the time I was living here, mm-hmm. I would in his business up and down. And <laughs> he didn't tell me, I don't even want me not to worry. But he didn't say anything until I listened to the stories. Okay. And then I would ask him, you never tell me that, you never, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's good. I, I, would, I would encourage parents mm-hmm. to listen. Mm-hmm. So when I hear that, when I tell my parents them to listen fish to eat, it's recommended by good as Miss Sylvia. Right. <laughs> uh, hi, Mommy. So I was... I was, okay, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you, actually. Was there, I mean, to follow up on um, Denver's point, was there anything that you learned about Karim that you didn't know before, like even outside of the, the bullying? Was there stuff that was new or is new for you? Currently, I said meal. Yes. Like what means? <laughs> um, okay. Like I would say, he go out. Hmm? What kind of out? <laughs> he, 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 has, he has people Man. and then I said my child you know so I, le- I learned that don't take don't take it for granted don't take it for granted right he's a problem too mm-hmm. and this one was my problem solver oh yes mm. he is my problem solver because everything from Cameroon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about 10 years old. Mm-hmm. He was my backbone. Mm-hmm. From primary school, honestly. He's the one when they hear done, you get the book and pencil and write out what's our plan for the year. This mm-hmm. one here. So when he was going through that part of his life, I feel bad he didn't feel like could come and tell me that because I didn't know. I didn't know about nothing. Mm-hmm. So that, but I forgive him because we do stuff too. <laughs> like, yes, you need to be forgiven too. You wronged her. Yes. yes. He could, he could <laughs> let me know from back, way back. I mean, I could understand that because I was very... um like we were, not we were, we are very close. And 
So I could understand where, you know, where she's coming from. She said she felt bad. I, I couldn't have, I didn't feel, you know, safe enough to come to her and to have these kind of conversations. Because, I mean, in retrospect, she really was that mother that we spoke to about every and anything. Like, mom, one bump the on my penis. I'm a donor. <laughs> like, just, just all anything. Everyone, like, unfiltered. Like, all, like, we, she'll see. So my mom is, she has five biological sons. And I say biological because now she has, like, a host of, like, other, mm-hmm. um, adopted children like she could she could be a house mother like she is more of a glenroy like (laughs) (laughs) and so i mean you hear cornell call her mom like all my friends call her mom and so we were i don't know for some reason she's just like fostered this kind of environment where we could be just open and honest about whatever it was without penalty or without having to feel like we'll be shamed or something of the sort so so I, I I I get you I get you and, and I ex, and I accept that forgiveness. <laughs> so, I, so I have a question because you know there's this popular saying in the community that like the mother always knows. So when did you know before Karim even said anything about to you that you know maybe in touch? <laughs> when the idea first so came. Honestly, honestly, I didn't know. All I know, he you was. Never you never suspect? No, no, listen, honestly, it wasn't on my mind. Okay. It was something different. It was that different child that, all right, I have a sick bag. I have no daughter. So I would have a sick bag that anything should happen to me, this is my bag. I show them this is the bag that's for me, right? And Kareem, when that child amount, I would say, go for that for me. And he bring it. He would dress me, show me what. Ah, ah, honestly, it was, it was just like a love. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like there was a difference. It wasn't. It wasn't like oh. a difference. So when I get that letter, June 2011. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's in myself the box. It's in myself the box. And I came home from work because I want, I'm a home assistant, so I go away to work. Mm-hmm. And I remember the night he came in my room, the Sunday night, and I said, in the dark, I said, what are you looking for? He said, nothing. The Thursday, I get a text from him. Mom, there's a letter in your bag under the umbrella. That's a letter in my bag. So I went and I take out the letter. And I started to laugh, really don't know what was there. And the first thing he said, Mom, I love you. I don't want you to eat me. So before we just said, oh no, Karen, I want to eat him. Because you know, you're not thinking. And then I see every read it. And I call him same time. I said to him, Karim, what is gay? Because <laughs> I said, what is gay? Because I put in the letter how he dressed. Well, listen. My child would get um, know my credit card numbers and they buy the stuff, ship it to me, and I send it down in the barrel. Mm-hmm. I don't know with clothes or your dress. I don't go mad glad when I see them in their clothes. I said, Oh my god. So I did not know what was gay. Mm-hmm. And I was naive. Everybody asked me, Oh, I was so calm. I said, No. It's my child, and he tell me that I don't know what it is. It's learning, learning the process of what it. And I ask him everything that night. Sorry. And honestly, my five boys was at his school. Mm. <laughs> What's the, all of them? What do you mean? Right. No, sorry, my sorry. five boys one there. Cornell. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. So, F5, shut up, but F5. So I build, they didn't tell you that I build that group. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When, don't it, Cornell, I watch Cornell and spelling B. <laughs> I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him. Oh my God, I love him. So the day when we turn up to Old Mother <laughs> and I see him, I said, come in, come in, see him. <laughs> you know those little straight up fangirling. You know those little girls, boys. I said, see him there, see him there, see him there. 
parents said, parents said, oh, I said, Karen, the one that I love and spending me my CDs. <laughs> and then Java, I want this shy little took it in. So you seem that much taller now. <laughs> right. So oh. I start to play with him. I said, took it again, you fat, you know. <laughs> and I just fall in love with those two first. Then come the other German and Cornell. Ah, uh, Corey, Corey. And listen, when I when they did the them talk about the tree, when I land in Jamaica, before I go home, I go to Old Mass, and they will be in that tree standing. <laughs> and I start to laugh and they excited. Ma, you come, you understand? So I start to ask about them the same night. Mm. Oh, yes, you do. I oh. asked about, and he said, I said, this is my weird part. I said, anybody touch you? Because growing up here, people said, mm. and then it's all my school. Oh. With that, you understand? All boys. And, yes, and I asked him, he said, no, mom. And he said, on the part of that, your penis is not big. <laughs> <laughs> you did say that, yeah. <laughs> Because, 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 no, you might know by looking because they teach me. They teach me how to observe each person. So I didn't know. When she asked about F5, she got down the list. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so yes, everybody's story one time. Everybody's yes, story one time. They should go. So the whole are funny. <laughs> <laughs> the same night, you understand? Because, because when he write me, he realized I haven't seen the letter because so that's calling. So when I see it, all I do, I laugh. You see the Friday morning? I just laugh, I just laugh, I just laugh. So I said, what is good? Because back home, those times, Jamaican um, call them Fish, no, funny man, funny man, baby, baby germs. Oh, that was the name they call gay people. Oh, baby germs. Yes, he wasn't a baby germ because his belly wasn't big because that's how they look. That's what people said. So, I don't know. But that's all like research. But for research, yeah, baby, they used to call them the the baby germs. Seems the baby germs the man said that. Well, I'm. So wow. it wasn't it wasn't anything for me to be mad. I didn't mad. I questioned my child because everybody we can't get all our kids the same way. Mm -hmm. I'm like that. So I have girly kids. I have personal, you know, each I have a son that is girls, girls, girl. Mm -hmm. So I have different and it didn't. You know, and I called his brother, the one that lived here, and I said, Karim said, gay. what is that now? <laughs> and he said to me, Mom, don't trouble me now. I said, I'm not trouble me now. And people wouldn't believe I upset it right there. I did not cry. I did not. I just love him more. Yeah, she became strange. She like overprotective. It was like, yeah, you know, you can't wear that now. Like, I wanted to, you know, I'm reaching out in uh, you know, England, America. I want to wear skinny jeans. I want, you know, I want to wear the tight up clothes. And she's like, no, no, your bottom too fat. It's a show up too much in that. And you know, want nobody see a road and trouble you, you know, and touch you. And like, she became very, like, overprotective, um, more so than when she didn't really. Like, she was always like that, but it just became like, yeah, because he just came here, he just came here, right? So I don't want him to get the freedom. No, he can't dress without going with you know protection people on the road. So it was my one I give the one experience. One Friday night he went on the road, Friday evening. And I don't know what Karim was doing on his phone loss. And guys, I was upstate New York working. I call, I call, I call, I call. The more me call, the more me cry. The more me call, the more me cry. And his brother walking down. And I call his father and I said, Karim lost. 
because nobody his phone is not ringing one time it answer and the person switch it off you know where i call i call his brother in boston and i started to cry i said they gone with Karim, Karim phone. I can't get Karim. And he said, Mom, oh, you mean Karim? I said, Yes, I can get him. And the brother said, Okay, I'm coming out for it now. Let me try the thing. Let somebody find his phone. Somebody tell him that somebody has his phone. And the friendly person, Karim, is turning up talking to the people. The people walk with Karim to go get his phone. Says, when he finally answered, <laughs> I said, I can't kill you. <laughs> because my heart cool now, you know. Mm -hmm. Because nobody kidnapped him. <laughs> so it, 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 you knew, you, you, you knew, and then the letter, it kind of, you understand? Mm -hmm. And my kids are people who talk, stop and talk to people if they ask them questions. He will stop and have this long conversation. Mm. So, you know, that, 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 that thing, you know, but I mean, I am proud, he told me, mm -hmm. and I'm proud of myself, or oh, I envy it, mm -hmm. because he would be the first in the family, like my mother's side, when my dad is over me, but I mean, oh, I handle it, and then the respect I get. Mm -hmm. Like his friend, because I did I, I did a job. The only one thing that's bothered me, and I kind of feel guilty sometimes because before he came here, I would bring down judgment and um, and I hear him talk about it on the program. My mother would bring down judgment. Don't do this. Don't do that. No, I did not bring down that judgment that that way. You understand? Mm -hmm. uh, but. They are coming to a place mm -hmm. and they don't like black people. Right. So I would want them focused and I have to work and they're going to stay by themselves. So I would talk stuff and don't come pick up America freaky lifestyle. You're not carrying Yeah, because I did that, that time he didn't ever tell me. So <laughs> when you're talking program, I feel so bad. I said, oh my God. I was telling him all these things and didn't know I have it. Right, right there. I have it right there. So, what I always say to him, you know, I hope everybody would tell, talk to their parents the way, and it might hurt, but we can't listen what people said. It's our kids. Mm -hmm. You, you, you can't listen what nobody wants to say. Your kids come to you and they tell you. You just, you know, guide them to what you know, the little that you know, and you, do you have a life that if anything should happen, they already know stuff. It might hurt, but I don't believe what people say. My family, my sister's brother, niece, and nephew, he is the apple. Maybe they never liked the gay, I don't know, but nobody talk anything bad about him. Mm -hmm. They upset him. For we are maybe if it was a boogawaga then you know love it you would say but is not and the next thing I think of the gay they have gay in so many different forms mm -hmm. that's a problem what that mean because they have gay who nasty rape and those things okay. i have gay oh you're that, talking about them yes so maybe people look and look and the gay as a different so treat everybody like one thing right. yeah but I, I i i don't look at it that way i know my boundary and if i'm walking and saying anything i'll get some mm, mama <laughs> i would say stuff i look and stuff and i said what are they waiting on to tell the world <laughs> That's like everybody brave like this. I want to wait tonight, but you know, I upset him. I mean, I let her know that some of those statements are problematic, and that's just <laughs> so. That's when she said, mm, "Yeah, I have to let her know that, Mom, you can't say that. Like, you can't. You can know it's unacceptable. <laughs> Anybody could say that about me." Yeah. Okay. So I have a question then. So you 
write this letter to your mother and she's okay with it. You're able to continue the relationship. But I'm wondering, what does it look like then in terms of, okay, so now you're gay, but then what in terms of, what does that actually look for, like for you? Or what does that mean for you in your kind of like day-to-day life? So when it comes to things like dating, the activities that you're, you're involved in, the places that you're going, what you're doing, how have you worked through that? But the, the story that you were just telling reminded me of this other situation that I was in. Well, there was a conversation and um, there was a woman that was saying she isn't necessarily, she says she wasn't, she wasn't approving of the whole quote unquote like gay lifestyle, but her whole thing was, well, if you're going to be gay, then gay men specifically need to fit a certain kind of mold so there were these kind of disparaging comments about well you know gay men who aren't fashionable or who don't take care of themselves or who act a certain kind of way are somehow more despicable to her um and i guess i'm just like wondering also how that might have influenced i don't know your kind of like thoughts about like gay people because i mean kareem is a particular um kind of person a particular kind of um, personality uh, so because I guess what I'm trying to say is some, it's easier sometimes for people to accept uh, queerness if it comes in a certain form um, but less so if it doesn't if so we're also not demanding right yeah so I yeah. think I think I mean and she could speak to this too but I remember specifically when we came out, when I, when I came out and I was having this conversation with her, she said something to the effect of, all right, just don't, um, I don't remember the exact word, it was just like, just don't be like the rest of them or something to that effect. And like, it took me a while to kind of understand what she meant by, or, or like, don't take it too far or something of that sort. And I figured it meant, you know, the, the, like how we always compare the uptown Batman versus the Boogie Reggae Reggae, one of them like quote unquote Boogie Reggae Reggae out there, Golly Queen type scenario versus even like, all right, well, it's okay for you to be gay, but don't go beyond, don't be, don't come back and tell me that you're trans, you're trans identified or you want to transition and become a woman or something. Mm. Like that. And I think we had like a conversation about that. Again, one of those like teachable moments are just like, ah, oh, you can't say that, sis, that's not right. <laughs> But, I mean, if you want to jump in, then you certainly can. No, when I, when I tell him that, the little I know, as I said, is from Jeremy, you're, they're running the mat, you're, you're having multiple partners, mm-hmm. and they don't have vulgar and so. Well, my Kareem, I love oh my Kareem dress. Can we fight over clothes? We choose not so much. <laughs> But bags, blouses, jackets, not pants, first. He's tall. But I like that way. I don't want it. And, and it, I notice he doesn't associate himself with that type of guys that I tell him I don't want. It. I don't want this multiple partner. You hear them vulgar. And, you know, I would be ashamed. Mm. So I didn't, I, I'm glad he, he, he is not that direction he, he goes. I mean, mm-hmm. so in my mind, it would have worked the same way if Karim was a girl, he wouldn't watch the ass get in the road. <laughs> right, that, so, I mean, I feel like a lot of Jamaican parents, that's when they think, because the only image out there of gay people is where yeah. you talk about. Yeah. That when they hear that, that's the first thing they start worrying about. Yes. And I don't know that it's any different than the kind of, I guess, respectability that every Jamaican parent wants for their child, gay or straight. Yes. Although it's funny, because I was told that it would be easier to digest if I was dating lots of women. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Nuances. I mean, I was told that as well. I remember when my parents found out. Um, one, I think my, my grandmother, great-grandmother did say, well, maybe, maybe if we did breed somebody, it would be easier to handle. So... That is a popular sentiment. But what I would like to hear, though, is so in this process of learning, how was that hard or easy for you? All the little lessons that and terms you had to learn. Um, know that you and Karim knew who Karim was, and you know every now and be like, "Mom, you can't say that." So, like, how hard was that process for you to learn about his life? About yeah, 
Oh yeah, like hope, like all the lessons you had to learn. All right. The the queer one was the latest one then. And I would ask him, what is that one? Because oh, I this is another one, the, the lady. Oh we you know the dressing. And so so hey, I, the only thing I would say to him, don't change his sexuality. What um, I'm getting to understand now. So when I'm on the road and I see, let me don't change my gender. Like my, yes, okay. don't gender. Yes, just be the same person you are. Just you dress the way you want, dress the way your heart. Because to me that is okay. So if he changes sexuality, maybe am I not happy? You understand? Do you know why? Why I won't happen? Mm. Because I don't um I call it she she him. She him. Yes. You See, know that's what I remember. You can't say. Right. And that's what I can and that's what is gonna hurt for me. Oh, you mean like trying to change yes. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. Oh, you mean like the, the getting yeah, the culture trying to get into because when I so for example, when I introduce her to somebody who's trans or she comes across somebody who's trans identified and like her first instinct is to go, and I guess because I say, oh, that person is trans, is a trans person, her first instinct is to go, oh, so it was a boy. And I'm like, well, she was a boy. And like the mix up of like trying to, I guess, navigate that whole yes. pronoun situation. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. Okay. Girl, but just like you have to learn the ABC, you just learn it. That's all. <laughs> but I mean, but also like, what was that process like for for you though? Were were there things that you had to? Because I mean, I'm I'm okay. So I'm assuming it requires a certain level of patience. But like, were you also having to push back on certain things, or to be like, like no, like this is what I'm gonna do, or this is who I am, or this is who I want to um, date or go out with. Oh, or yeah. and but also even like when was the first time you brought someone home? Was oh, that yes. yeah. so I'm gonna hear the story about um I guess your husband being integrated into your family. So the um there was friction in the earlier part of our relationship. Like after I came out, like we were good, sure, but there was a moment where we were like it was a lot of like a fric because she would say some stuff. And I would get upset and I'm just like, why would you even say that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's rude. That's so degrading, blah, blah, blah. But then I also have to like, I also had to remember, somebody said, just like you have to come out to yourself, people around you kind of have to adjust and you know, they, you, 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 they, you, they have, you gotta give them time to catch up with lingo and so on. So I recognized that it wasn't because she was like intentionally being um, ignorant or rude. She's just working with the knowledge that she has and the words that she has. And so I had to kind of like learn to, to either help her get there or um, just not have the conversation at all. So a lot of the times, and I think we got better about like, okay, mom, I need you to understand why this would hurt or why this would be seen as disrespectful or why this would be seen as offensive to somebody else. Um, because how would you feel if somebody, and that's my, oh, my favorite question, how would you feel if somebody said that about me? And if she wouldn't feel good, then I said, well, it's not okay to say that about somebody else. Um, you don't always catch the moments, but when you do, you kind of like, you know, all right, mom, this is, this is one of those things where you can't say that word or you can't use that word because people find it hurtful and blah, blah, blah. As it relates to like dating, that was like another friction as well because it was like, all right, well, I don't want you to start dating just yet. And what I heard was, you're trying to figure out if this is a phase, so you're stopping me from dating. That's what I heard in my head, like, oh, you still don't think this is real. You think this is... But it was more so a place of safety. Like, it, I was new to America. In the news, she saw a lot of people getting beat or robbed or, like, you know, stories, tragic gay stories where people would get, um, especially in Black communities. We live, in a, we live in a predominantly Black community. And her only example of somebody that was gay was... Ellen DeGeneres and so it wasn't like it, there was some type of disconnect and so I, I, I get her concern for safety like after a while um, as it relates to the men Ooh, child. Um, hmm. 
I she didn't meet all of them. She probably met two that I'd ever like seriously dated. One of them she was not a fan of. I will not call his name. Please do not call him. Oh wait, no, hold up. Why weren't you a fan? Stop it. Can you like hear the fuck here? What did you fan? What was wrong with the man? He was older. Oh like how much older? A long older. Yes, he was pushing 40 and I was and he had you are good mother. You are good mother. Nobody don't want to say Pitney. <laughs> and he has kids. Exactly. I understand. So I said to him, he wasn't gay. Because that don't mean sh- I listen, that that that's that's me. He has so many kids. So why all of a sudden he become gay? Because Be- and because he didn't have a vehicle. She won't a walk foot, man. And he was driving oh, my van. Oh, Thank you. He was driving my van. Uh, oh no, man! <laughs> he was driving my van. Look, oh, look at this! Cream. So I didn't like it, and I didn't see any way I'm going that direction. But Jamal in a drive? That's different. Why? The difference with Jamali. I'm young. It's not no big ass fairing man when I'm picking another car. It's different. I meet him like two times before. Jamali, I meet like two times before. So I was coming in from work one evening. It's a joke. I was coming in at the train station. I come off standing at the bus stop. I have my bag struggling to go up in the vehicle. And this person come and said, good evening. And I go up in the bus and I sit in my corner and that young man sit behind me. I didn't know who it was because I'm not a person who stare at people all the time. So, <laughs> hear me when I sit. So why am I for telling me good evening? Yeah. <laughs> I was tired. I have this heavy bag coming home. So when I come off the bus, the person come off the bus too. And he said to me, can I help you with the bags? Jamali? Yeah. Oh. And uh, I give him the bag, yes. And I look. I said, oh, sir. <laughs> and from there, I take on to him. Oh, as a good gentleman. Man. Good quality man. Yes. He has struggled to help you out. My understand. And them some of the one food pick me, you know. <laughs> and 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 and. and we, but let's not forget that I said we. Come on, mama. Right there, right there. Take on to this young man, and then he come, start to come to the house. And I see something. Someone come come and say, "Oh, mom, he's going to um Jamali ask him tomorrow." I said, "But he never asked me." <laughs> Hmm. Understand. Some similar opportunity I did feel away about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he's just he's just a unique, different person. And anybody would want somebody if it was a earlier half, you'd want good quality somebody for your person. For your child, so you know so they put hands. Yes. So that is it. So all when he talk about oh he did this, I said to myself. What if I like Carmadel? Oh, <laughs> say yes. What if like? relationship? <laughs> because I never. <laughs> That's a question everybody calling for now. Anything? Who is that? Who is... <laughs> I don't nosy mother too. Not nosy like that, you know, But for him, it's a bit different. Yeah, for no one. Karim is 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 um. I wanna like him to the earth or anything. So Karen was a bit different. A different, I think if every mother as a child had come out without their knowing, Karen has something different. Karen, to do, do, I don't know how to express it, but he, he was different than all the kids. So it didn't matter. It, it, if it was... Uh, a girl and he tell me that or a boy but I just upset him and the beauty of it all his friend I was just about to ask you about that how did you come to become 
yeah, everybody's mother. Right. How do you become everybody's? And what does that do for you? Like, I feel like I know what it does for them, but what does it do for you? It do for me a part that maybe, because um, I kind of get everybody's story. And even before I get the stories, it's friends or my friend. Which is a problem in and of itself. But <laughs> they become my kids. If they're hurting and I hear it hurt me, ask Karim. I would consult everybody. Mm, oh my God. This woman. Sure I said, I wanted in here. If we come and tell her, say, like, oh, this happened to Cornell and yada yada yada. Like, she was crying about Cornell's like, coming out story. Oh. Like, she came out to his mom. She cried. Oh. Um, and she's like, you want me to talk to her? <laughs> tell him think you have my number. Aww. She called me. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> Tell him think you have my number. Make sure to call me. Me will talk to her. Yeah, because... And in, you know what um, Reach Memorial, remember the, the killing that they killed 50-something people? Oh, Orlando. Orlando. Yes. All, all shooting. So it get me more in love with them. Yeah. I actually visited Pulse last December. Um, a part of this thing I was doing. And it's a very emotional space to yeah. just so, go. So my thing is, it's best we know our kids. More than wait until anything should happen, we know. So question, have you met, or rather, not the question, do you, so you've, well, I guess it, it is a question. If you know, Colonel, does your mom know her and they've taught her? Yeah. 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 Yes, in, in oh, school. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so did you end up talking to her? I never bother. No, they didn't. I never get that connection. But I mean, I would willing to sit her down and explain. It's not something is easy. Mm. But you know, she just have to just grow and mm. and understand God's work in a mysterious way. Mm. Because yeah. it worked my way. Right. Mm. I mean, it was something that I I wanted to do or to facilitate. I asked Karim if you'd be willing to do that. Um, but based on where the conversation was at that point in time, she um, she made it very clear that she wouldn't be receptive to that, to that kind of conversation. Um, and I didn't want to push her because I thought that would make her right. um, less receptive. So I'm, I'm leaving it alone for now, but I'm hoping at some point down the line that conversation can happen. Um, but I mean, to answer the inverse, I guess, of Glenroy's earlier question about how you became a mother to all of us, or like what? Well, first of all, let me just acknowledge that she said she started the F5, but nobody mm. knew the story, so I'm glad they come and tell the truth. How dare us? I listened to the episode, and what I'm never telling her was, <laughs> you start the group. <laughs> mother, forgive us. <laughs> it's the truth. You know, I just write, write on there. They didn't know there were any issue like the gay or anything. Right. But when I come, I land straight in Ulmas under the tree. <laughs> and you find the five of them with somebody else under the tree. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, now make sure to send over their lunch send money. Send them lunch money. Oh, the good it. Why are you going to go with Good days. No, 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 Right, and you were meant to put them together. Adel, <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking, Hadi? Oh, no, I was just going to say that in many ways, I mean, obviously, like, Kareem is his mother's son, and all we've ever known um, through our interactions with Kareem's mother is warmth and openness. And I, like, all of us had difficult I mean, in the worst cases, estranged relationships from our families during high school. But Kareem's 
house slash um, while they're specifically with someone that we could always go to mm-hmm. and like not feel judged. You know, the, the conversations were always coming from a place of care and and love. And it was just like really easy to have that person, you know, loves to talk to so much so that like even now, you know, Javon and Jermaine are still popping by every now and then mm-hmm. as a whenever they need like I, I, I don't want to say like quiet time because it's not quiet, but like whenever they need. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it's kind of like home base for uh, a lot of us in, in different ways. And that's not something that we could always find consistently while we were in high school or since we've moved even. So, yeah. I mean, it's not my place to thank you, but I just feel compelled to say just thank you for being that and doing that because so like the reason why I'm a mother is that that there's so many queer people who need that kind of unconditional love and support and that home base and that you provide that as a, as a straight woman who has a queer son and have opened up your arms to other because a lot of Jamaican parents they will okay with feel and pick me but they know I'm nobody else so the fact that you are able to take it to that level where you're not just okay with your son but you open and accepting of many people and they feel that it, it is so commendable and I'm so happy to hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah good house. Hey, what's good here? Thank you, thank you. Welcome. So mom, huh? what were some of your like over the years, what were some of your like your 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 favorite moments of me coming into myself? Like you've seen me in action in different ways. Like what were some of your, your highlights? What stands out for you? What stands out for me? Mm-hmm. When they get that award in okay. Yeah, we went to, the, no. What stands out for me is when the second year at Rockers. Oh, in college, yeah. My son do a fashion show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, the ever. first, and ever queer <laughs> for the State University of New Jersey Rutgers University, and he invited me. No, I didn't know what car was going to be in. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to wear in too. And I turn up at that thing. I wear a poncho that is wide. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mother showed up in a poncho, honey. Yes. And the eye boots. Some knee-high boots, honey. Yes. When I look on stage, my son in a black skinny pants, <laughs> he was like this. <laughs> and you know one of those petticoats, it's top of the waist, mm. but it's trailed to the ground. Oh my, oh my god. god. <laughs> Equality had just passed here. Yes. That was 2015. Yes. yes. Oh, Obert and Hodges. So the case had just. Yes. yes. Oh. And he went to that show and he did it. He did mm. it. He did it. He did it. He rocked the show. He rocked it. And he said, when at the end he was giving his thanks, and somebody handed him a bouquet, and he said, that's my mother, y'all. And all the professors say, oh, that's why Kareem get that from. Because we wasn't fierce. He wasn't that I think. That's the only thing we don't fight over in the show. But <laughs> <laughs> we fight over stuff. And that was the highlight of Kareem. And the other year, 2006. 18 and 17, he get an award and he wear this cape, this flowing thing. And when he went up, everybody said, the curtain twirl. twirl. <laughs> I know proud mother N was sitting there. <laughs> That's the name of the episode, by the way, proud mother N. Done. Period. Those are some highlight moments, Kareem. You know, you reach and then everybody, when he said, that's my, he, he, he always acknowledged, that's my mom, yeah. And everybody, that's your son. 
Mom, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't feel good because mm-hmm. that relationship, it doesn't and, feel good. And also, just the fact, can, so it, just imagine if you guys weren't close like that, you'd miss out on all of those that like, really powerful moments. I want to turn up. Mm. I want to turn up to anything. Yeah, they got, so wait, how was the wedding? Well, I'm I was sure. the bride. Oh my God. Awesome. Whenever so good wear come on my wedding. <laughs> so I had everybody wear all white and my husband and I, we wore the colors, right? Mm-hmm. And my mother went to her favorite store and sis got this whole like lace top moment with a brooch, I think. And then her skirt was this like tool, uh, multi-layered, uh, yes. thing. and everybody you. like when she so we came from behind a tree, and so when they stepped, when she stepped out and they saw like the bottom piece, people were like, "Oh shit, that's what Kareem's wearing!" Oh crap! Then they saw it was my mom, and so uh, imagine the excitement when she walked out and they realized that it wasn't. Kareem, it wasn't the bride, the actual bride. <laughs> it was the bride's mother. So she would come upstage. I was about to say. She got traumatized. We traumatized. Well, I mean, upstage, everybody, I feel it. Like <laughs> <laughs> the one day that the people right. <laughs> It was a good moment. No, but she could have that. Like, Queen, Queen Mother could have that. She she did that. She, she, she did that. It was a good moment. It was a good moment to say a uh, Jamaican black woman yeah. partaking her son like that. Oh. So, wait, you, so wait, did she give you away, Kareem? No, his grandmother. My grandmother insisted. Uh-huh. Oh, hmm? Karen, grandma, man. Karen, yeah, yeah. She's everybody's grandma. I'm the mom, she is the grandma. So nice. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, no, no. That I think of it, was it at all difficult for everyone to get on board with, you know, who Kareem was as a person, in you know, when she after you wrote the letter? Sorry. And I came. I said she could more speak to that because when I came out, she she told me I was one of those who still like, okay, all right, don't tell nobody else here. But sooner or later, everybody knows somehow, and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out, honey, how did that happen? <laughs> And what were their reactions? Like, well, from your perspective, do you think everybody was on board? Did it take them a while? Like, you ain't got to call it names. But... It, 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 um, grandma was the next, the next day. She was excited. I don't know. She was playing undercover, but she was <laughs> excited. So, wait, hold on. So, why are you telling Karim? You need to ask what I said. So, why are you telling Karim for not telling nobody and then you tell everybody? I'm going to digest it first. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm gonna let like you hear everybody say. Oh, you want to hear him? You want to make sure say if him when if I when he ready to tell them is a good response. So me tell mommy, and I know she tell my sister because they were living in England, and those people who live abroad they were excited. They they they. It take me a while to tell my sister in Jamaica. She didn't know my mother told her, but. This lady, um, this young miss, she grew, she was my son's girlfriend. So mm-hmm. she grew with Kareem. She helped me raise them. Mm-hmm. And I call her and I tell her, she was in Cayman, and I said, Gracie, again, tell us something. She said, oh, I said, Kareem, same gay. Do you know what that means? Same time she bust out a cry because I heard her. And she said, no, in the gay. I said, Grace, in same gay, I mean, can't do anything about it. It had no take her a minute to really upset it. You know, because it's her children them. But, mm-hmm. but other than that, everybody and we used to go to this church, and which I didn't know things were saying and talking. And this lady would take care of them for me. Back in Jamaica. Back in Jamaica from church. She would be behind them if they want them to come to church and she don't feel like them to come. She call them and say, Karen, tell them say you have homework to do. She was such a nice lady. 
And she said to me, um, don't let anybody from the church come to your house in America. She said more than once, but I did not say it. But when I went down last year, she said it again. And I said, you know, Sir Karim Gay? And she said, what does that have to do with anybody? It's mm-hmm. his life. And I said, it take me long to tell her. Mm-hmm. I said, gay, and he married. And she said, so what does that have to do with anybody's business? I said, from she said that, I don't care anymore. That's the last person. I take a while to tell. Mm-hmm. But everybody and this everybody. somebody like living in Jamaica. Yeah, man, she's still in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. But they're talking from the church that we used to attend. But she never come out and tell me exactly. She said, when anybody from the church wants to come to my house in America, don't allow them. I said she said she's my hypocrite. She always said that. She always said, but she never tell me. But last year she came to look for me. She was there. I said, you know, I wanted to tell her, but I want to tell her face to face. Karim Gay and he married, you know. And she, her remark says, So what does have to do with anybody's business? Mm. So that was my closing deal. Mm-hmm. That's the only person from like church. I know they know because they have Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she don't have Facebook. And I tell so everybody, everybody. Everybody is Karim is a darling. So nobody even have a name anymore. <laughs> introduced as the gay son. <laughs> and he, I have a son and he's gay. Like because, anybody that she meets. I have a son and he's gay. Because I don't want them bash nobody. So I, do, I make sure to tell it before. One lady she started, one day she was bashing somebody. I know that son is this and that. And she was talking to me, you know. And I turned to her and said, and you know. I have a son that's gay and he's married and they're living in my house. Mm-hmm. You know, they zip. So you have to, you have to be true to yourself. And you know what? You have to love yourself first. And I, when I would tell Karim, when I would get mad and I said, has whole glass me, you know? Me love myself. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would tell them that. And Want to know can say about me? Me ugly, but me are good as. <laughs> me clean. Me dress good. Me can cook. So anything you don't want to say, anything you can say that me ugly. You know, if you don't want to say that, you know, me that black ugly bitch, if you don't want to say it. <laughs> so me do it. So me ever put the body to it, then the body gets cut. So once you love yourself, mm. you love others. And if you don't love, you can't love others. Don't care to your love. You have to love yourself that you can each pick and love each other. And that's why I love all my boys. Boys, queer, 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 <laughs> lesbian, gays, bias, queer. Right, I love it. Right, right. All the colors of the rainbow. All of the alphabet. Alphabet soup. <laughs> So my last question to you as we wrap up, what word of encouragement would you give to other Jamaican parents, whether or not they live in the diaspora or in Jamaica, who have queer children? What would you say to them? I would say to them, get to understand your child. Be be more supportive. Sit with them. Cry with them. Question them too. Because I don't think kids are too big for our parents to question them. And they can question us back too. And we will find out a lot of things that we're missing from them. Don't, we don't want to wait until things go bad. We said, if we didn't know. Love them more. Talk with them. And they are not, they are not too big for them going the wrong way. Doing the wrong thing that we can say. Yes, they're going to be bigger. But we have to tell them we're bigger. Are we biggest? <laughs> but tell, you know, sit with them. Let them come digest it. You don't care what nobody outside wants to say. Mm-hmm. Just sit and talk with them and hear their part of the story. And then you can do. And, and as what Karim said, at my first time, I used to be judge and talk. We don't have to judge anymore. We just want to know they're going out and they're coming in and they're honesty with us. Mm-hmm. 
That's all I want to know. And don't wait until it's too late. Definitely. Don't wait until it's late. Do it now. And I would advise the young people to or to come out and just have a conversation with their, their, their mother. Or if it, they're close to the father, tell the father first then. If they're not close with their mother. But let a parent know. Let, let, a, let, a, let a person know what, you know, what they're going through and, then we, and work on it. And I would advise them to seek help from other parents who have been there and have done that to help them rally through it. I didn't have anybody, but I was a brave person and I always said, that will take care of everything. So. Oh, gosh. You can't give a sermon. 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 You can't Alright, so thanks to Auntie Sylvia for joining us for another episode of the PhD podcast. Uh, this was really great and I'm super excited for other you know young queer folk and their parents and their guardians and their loved ones and other relatives to hear this so that they have a model to look to in terms of how they can learn better and care better for the people the queer folk that are in their lives as per usual you can find us at fishty podcast on facebook instagram and twitter and at fishty podcast at gmail.com um, as per usual making sure that you are Staying safe, cleaning all the things, um, wipe it down as Glenroy keeps telling us. <laughs> Be well and stay sophisticated. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>